0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I have one of my favorite humans on today to tell you about an amazing product that we both love. Well, thank you, honey. This is Milkman Mark Hyman here telling you about the almond cow, which I saw on those Instagram posts and I thought, we've got to have one of these and see whether it is actually as good as it looks. And it is. It's actually even better because there are things that you can make out of it. Almond milk, oat milk. Cashew milk. Uh, coconut milk. Anything you want, you can make in this. And what's great is you have, there are fewer preservatives, less sugar, And then what you get left over at the end is this pulp that you can make into, can make cookies or muffins, so nothing goes to waste. And it's there any time, so if you run out of milk, you don't have to run to the store. It is so amazing. We love it, love it, love it. So if you want to get your own, check out the link and use code LARA for extra savings. Approved by The Milkman. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer, and we answer with joy and enthusiasm and our opinions. So take them or leave them, but we're here for you. And I, of course, we, as in me, and KB, Kristen Williams, physical therapist, lit senior teacher extraordinaire, is joining me.
1: Hi, Laura. Laura Hyman, physical therapist, lit creator, and all-around genius unicorn who
0: we love and adore. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Uh, All right. Starting off here, this is um, another physical therapist who is also a lit teacher wrote, this is Sarah Kingsley, I have a history of yoga butt syndrome, spinal stenosis on the right side, spondylolisthesis, of which the lit method has pretty much cured me of now for over a year. After practicing your touching your toes as a variety class, my right hamstring has been killing ever since. It doesn't feel like the same nerve irritation pain I used to get. I've still been able to practice handstands and all and other forms of exercise, but it is just nagging. Does this mean it is weak and I need to do the class more, or was I likely doing something wrong in the class to irritate it? Should I be doing something other than my typical practice to get it to settle down? So she wrote this a little bit ago, I apologize that maybe it's already feeling better, but I think it's still important to address it, Um, Sarah, lovely Sarah. And it's interesting, just on a side note, I was going through uh, this past weekend spending five hours on emails and organizing them into folders because I had so many that were just – and I was finding all these old – kind of testimonials that people would write in to support at Lit Yoga early on. And Sarah had written me probably about a year and a half ago saying how much this has improved her uh, yoga butt syndrome and spondylolisthesis. So it's just funny that now we're getting to it again. So right off the bat, I would say knowing that that practicing your touching toes is overrated is really specifically about hamstring strengthening and Flexing well at the hips and not just collapsing to get your hands to the ground. It was this kind of just a little bit of a a playoff of this idea that even physicians, orthopods, will say, Oh, my guys are really tight. They can't get their, they can't touch their toes. Or, And you look at them touching their toes and it looks terrible because all they're doing is flexing their spine to get that. So, that this is really kind of a little bit of a playoff of like, we don't need to touch our toes. What we need to do is flex well at our hips. And strengthen our hamstrings, so my first gut instinct would be that um, it it is probably something to do with the strengthening aspect, but that doesn't mean that there might also have been a strain, and so they can they can kind of be in the same spectrum, and I think that the fact that there isn't you said any nerve irritation pain um, is. Also speaking to the fact that it's not from an area and radiating down like you've experienced before, because if you've had this yoga butt syndrome in the past, um, it unfortunately, if it's in the proximal hamstring, anytime you injure it, overstretch it, or have that yoga butt sensation, which might be kind of over time, it takes a while to have it go away completely. And what I mean by that is it might go away and it's everything's fine, and then you do one thing. like you go and sprint across the yard and you push off and you and your body is not kind of working collaboratively, and it strains that and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I thought that was fine. So I think it's, first of all, it's very normal. If you've had an area in uh, especially that proximal um, hamstring, if it's bothered you before, it can be irritated. So is the answer to not do this stuff? I don't know. What the, What I can tell you is the answer is you need to continue strengthening your glutes, continue to strengthening your hamstrings because your hamstrings, uh, when they feel tight are often weak, and all the things that you're doing. And then just be really aware that maybe in, in a, a position like we're doing, like a one-legged Balancing thing that's really where it's going to load that, that proximal hamstring and glute. You might need to use the lever of your hand or something for extra support in the pelvis so that it becomes more of a global strengthener. That there it, it's targeting your glutes, it's targeting your hamstrings, but it isn't going to burden them. But the, our imbalances do show up, um, especially when we do something that has a lot of demand. So uh, I think that it's don't avoid it, but obviously don't continue to irritate it. What I do, if, if, if I've seen somebody who has proximal hamstring, kind of, if that is the area or if it's just the hamstring in general bothering them, I continue to move, definitely. Do more glute strengthening where it's a little less load on the hamstring, and but uh, maybe avoid some one-legged stuff for a while until it simmers down. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: Yeah, I just we, I also know Sarah, you know personally. She for even before she did our teacher training, well, yes, she was writing Lara and she was writing me on Instagram, and I so I've seen her move, and I would argue probably her spondy and stenosis and yoga butt were originally cured by her addressing the pelvis. She was really anteriorly tilted, so she's got her pelvis in neutral. She's moving better, um, which is why she's taken that constant tension off of it that doesn't mean it's gotten stronger uh, in the process i'm sure it has gotten stronger so i would agree with you laura and that i think the answer is probably that she needs more strengthening and so then a class like you're describing where it is probably you're probably doing a lot of eccentric strengthening you know a lot concentric eccentric the hamstring has felt better because she hasn't been walking around in her daily life anteriorly tilted. But it doesn't mean one of two things, that it's gotten a whole lot stronger or that what we tend to do, I find, in my own body too, like you said, something will crop up later. Because a lot of times when we get tired, um, we creep back into our old habits. Our body just sort of starts to get fatigued and not and we aren't as clear and intentional in our movement patterns. So that, again, I don't know, I didn't see you practice this, but that could have happened too, that if it was a class that was really focusing on on hamstrings, which normally you'd be like, yes, that's what I need. But it might. who knows, maybe you went for a run the day before, maybe you were doing a lot that your hamstring was fatigued, and then you went and took this class, and it was just that little bit too much. So I love that you said, you know, be sure to it, it may be better already. If if I had to guess, it's probably gotten better a whole lot quicker than it would have otherwise. But be mindful of the fact that that might be your body telling you, all right, it still needs to be stronger. So because in a normal circumstance, you probably could do that class without it bothering you. If the hamstrings were stronger, if the glutes were more to, you know, tapped into, because um, we know you've corrected so much of your posterior line tightness, your anterior tilt, which I think is why your your radiating pain is so much better. But this might be highlighting um that you do need more, more you need more strength and more endurance. endurance, more endurance yes. I mean, you know, it's what you've done over time that this was just might have been too much. And then you you, you might have strained it a little bit. So and I
0: would encourage you, I think about um to my own experience I had a um, a low gastroc, more toward kind of Achilles junction, big strain. Oh, I mean, this was like over a decade ago. And I got better, but I mean, it was like I, I was hobbling around. Like I seriously strained it. And then I was like, I am going to make this better. And I started doing some stuff and it was fine, maybe f- Three years later, I, you know, my son and I were on the beach and he's like, let's take a run. And I started running. I literally went 20 feet. That was it. And it was just the demand of pushing into the sand. I I felt it again. Not similar to you, not at all to the degree, like I could walk. It was limping a little bit. And it was that moment I said, I am going to freaking strengthen this motherfucker (laughs) because, It's it's now told me very clearly, this is a weak link for me. And that has been a decade. And so I do all the things that I bring them into the class because that's the entire posterior chain. I focus, focus, focus. A lot of work on um, that connection, a plantar fascia into the calf that then goes up into the hamstring. So I think embrace this as an opportunity to really get very 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 clear you've got to strengthen this it's um you're well-rounded and you know you've everything's more optimal but this is still a weak link and just get down because that's what I did I was like devoting you know 15 minutes every single day to targeted strengthening of my calf and my plantar fascia and knock on wood it, it just hasn't bothered me but I I had that I it got a little bit better and then I redid it and I was like, nope, this isn't enough. I gotta give it more. So go for it.
1: Yep, I agree. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna do it. All right, I'm gonna move on to our second question here. So this is from our friend Elizabeth Fryer, another lit yoga teacher. Um, She says, on the first day of YTT with you in 2015, when we all shared with you any physical symptoms that you as our teacher should be aware of, I mentioned slight pain in my left big toe as a result of a chiropractor pulling it out of alignment. It's seven years later and I have arthritis now in the toe or metatarsal. I've never had it looked at, but now it causes me pain every day. I think I'm altering the way I walk, walking more on the outside of the foot, and as a result, I'm experiencing pain in the arch. Will forcing it through movement help or hurt in the long run? For instance, knee taps from high crescent lunge when the left foot is back and I point my toes and come up and down off the top of my foot. Oh, she's demonstrating that as like, you know, mobilizing it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would it be better to do it with the toes curled under to exercise through the full range of motion, even though it's painful? So she's meaning like curl under into some Mm -hmm. extension. Um, even though it's painful, uh, sometimes I even keep the top of the foot down. The second time through Sun Sal L because of the pain. I just read on Mayo Clinic about arthritis in general, and it said to avoid jumping. Right now, jumping doesn't seem to hurt my toe. Arthritis is lifelong pain, right? Or might it improve? Please advise. So you know that 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 is yes, arthritic changes are lifelong. I mean, once once you wear away the articular surface of a bone um it, it it's not going to come back yes you can take glucosamine chondroitin yes you can make it maybe feel better it, is it going to regenerate not without they are doing amazing you know surgical patches and things like that but that doesn't really matter to be honest um because a lot of the reason it it hurts is because you keep wearing away in the same place, you know, so what can we do to get pressure off the area that's worn away? Cause I guarantee you, you've got some cartilage in there somewhere. Um, and we have found, you know, that restoring range of motion, not only at the toe joint, but also looking at your ankle, looking at your hip, at your, at your knees, looking at your core, you know, kind of getting the lift up out can help. Um, and a lot of people deal, I mean, Laura, you, you've had issues with, you know, big toe stuff. This is a, our big toe is a, people kind of think, oh, they're just toes. I don't even think about them. You know, having an issue in your big toe can be, I mean, life changing. People who have to have their big toe amputated. It's, um we don't realize how much of a lever that big toe is. I mean, it really is a huge part of us being bipedal. So, you know, I can understand that Elizabeth is now having constant pain. I don't agree with this don't jump, you know, that jumping is bad. Um, It's how you jump, you know, it's jumping smarter, not jumping for jumping's sake. It is jumping with the strength of your glutes and landing with control, the eccentric control of your calves. And, um, you know, I think the same thing can be said about range of motion. Do we want you cranking into severe pain? No, you know, but could you do a little bit of a preset to your reset? To mobilize that joint, I know Laura, you're constantly doing soft tissue work around because is it just the joint or is it that your soft tissues are so tight? You know, what can you do? Can you wear your correct toes? Can you, um, you know, walk around with correct toes or barefoot or some of our other, you know, um, more pliable toe spacers? What that's doing is that's getting the pressure off of the same area of the joint and encouraging, you know, movement and, and and weight bearing is what is going to encourage collagen to stay strong. The last thing you want to do, collagen by way of cartilage and tendon and fascia and muscle, we we want to move, you know, we we, we want mobilization. So Um, you know, I understand how you're saying sometimes you have to curl your toes under because it just hurts too much. Then absolutely, you know, be, do that for yourself. But um, I think you're kind of already doing it a little bit, moving through it. And I've always found for me personally in my body that mobility by way of active mobility, sometimes some passive, I do joint mobilizations to myself, isometrics, you know, strengthening in a neutral type of a position just to get the blood flowing to the area is wonderful there's a lot of things that you can do you know to help the healing along is your arthritis going to change no but does that mean you have to live with pain in that big toe for the rest of your life no what else do you I you know you have a lot to say on this because you've got it's mystery
0: yeah so what she's referring to is i have i don't have arthritis in my toe but i've definitely um kind of like had some hairline fracture type thing and and it feels like arthritis because it gets super stiff, swollen, painful, changes the way I walk. it's it's a pain. And what I always go to is I need to move it even if it has pain in it and I um, arthritis is really not that different. It is you need blood flow, you need circulation because all of that actually will offset the arthritic pain. I mean, and they've showed this in knees and hips everywhere, that actually movement and blood flow and heating tissues and and getting all of that, those, you know, different structures around a joint, mobile and working are going to help the joint. So the last thing you want to do is not move it because it's then you know you're only going to get worse, it, and especially the big toe because it, it is so important for everything, for walking, for balance. Um, the the when the big toe or the feet in general get rigid, that's when we get nervous because you're more um, likely to to not have good balance. And so with aging, I know you're still young because you're my age, but you know this is these are things we have to think of down the road: is what is going to manifest if I don't move it. You will. Your balance will be impacted. Um, your gait will be impacted. Your overall movement will be impacted. So, like Kristen said, you know, you got to find the balance between um, hurting it and like. So, when I had my my toe was injured, I would go really gingerly through range of motion, and I started not weight bearing. So, doing the preset to the reset, do some stuff not weight bearing move the toes through their full range of motion, then get the ankles involved with the toes, and then start articulating them on the floor without loading your body weight, but just feeling like this range. You want to prep it because you got to get heat there and you want to move it. Myofascial, I just sit there and rub along the you know everything around there, the tendon, the fascia, the med head, because all of that can get kind of, it, it's almost like it gets... Um, I talk about spackling. It gets like very sticky and stuck, and that is going to not feel good either when you're moving your toe. So I'm sure you're wearing your toe spacers. Continue to do that. If something is like a sharp pain, like at the very beginning of class, it still isn't feeling good, then warm up a little bit more ahead of time and do make those adjustments like in Sun Cell. You know, one, that's fine to keep the top of the foot on the ground, but then coax more movement in it. You You really need to keep it moving and we would say the same thing in the other arth- you know joints that have arthritis but it is it's incumbent because your big toe is like is literally so responsible for your movement your stability your proprioception so get on different surfaces walk on that um, roll your foot on a on a, a tennis ball or some kind of not really spiky ball but something to give that neurostimul sensory stimulation as well Today's podcast is sponsored by AminoCo, my favorite company for amino-based supplementation. While I use many of their products, today I'm highlighting the Purity line. Purity is just like it sounds like. It's designed to accelerate the export of fat triglycerides out of the liver, which helps reduce overall liver fat levels and helps maintain normal levels of liver enzymes. The liver is vital to all metabolic processes in the body and is primarily responsible for removing toxins, processing nutrients from food, breaking down fats, and building proteins. I use Purity as a bonus to help my liver function more optimally. Even though I'm living a pretty clean life, I feel better knowing that Purity is helping me filter out the inevitable toxins that we all encounter. This drink helps me feel refreshed and motivated to keep my organs functioning their best. I mix it with a powder in water or in my favorite smoothie. You can find out more about AminoCo in episode 569 when I interview one of the founders, Dr. Robert Wolfe. You can also shop my favorite 100% science-based amino acid supplements and save 30%. Just enter code LIT at AminoCo.com slash LIT. Again, AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash LIT.
1: That's great. I I think all of that will really help her out. And we're going to piggyback right on this big toe topic because one of our lovely teachers in France, Rita, she said, um, dear Kristen, I have, have a great start of your week. It just came to me. Could you speak a bit more extensively about plates in the toes and removed bunions or what we call bunionectomies and how it affects movement on the podcast with Laura. It was so interesting for me yesterday. Thanks. Lots of love. So just to give you a little background, um, we, in our teacher training, we have a lot of continuing education courses. And one of those is something called a sequencing lab. And every month we have a little uh, call that people can join or not. And we just answer all sorts of questions and we commune and, and talk about different instances that we might be dealing with while we're teaching or private clients. And one of the things that came up was a discussion about this person having um, people in their class who have fused big toe. And Rita kind of looked, she afterward put her hand up in the Zoom and she's like, what is this? We don't do this over in Europe. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, you know in the in the states, we love our orthopedic surgeries." And so Chop 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 cut cut cut. Yeah. About how yeah, you know, people will get such bad arthritis in the toe that their pain is so bad that the only thing the doctor can do is fuse that joint. And then we also talked about the difference with fusing the joint versus a bunionectomy where they will sometimes, you know, break the joint and then you still have plates, but it's not fused. They've just reestablished instead of a hallux valgus where the toe kind of turns in towards the rest of the toes, they straighten it out. Both are, certainly the toe fusion is a dramatic surgery that I would argue unless you, that should be your last option. Um, but bunionectomies, you know, are pretty darn successful. Um, if if, and again, it's a last option for a bunion. I highly recommend really good physical therapy, even whether you're doing it to yourself or going to see someone afterwards. unfortunately, a lot of people don't get great PT after. But once again, kind of talking to your point from the last question, you know, restoring that that motion is is important. So I think what Rita's wanting to know is what is the deal with fusing? And what, how can we modify a practice for someone who either has this or we're teaching someone? So have you ever run into this, Laura? I definitely have run into
0: um, people that have had bunionectomies or really bad bunions and aren't yet going to get a bunionectomy. And uh, it is it really impacts their practice. It impacts their balance. It impacts their power production, being able to push off that big toe, super limited. But it's really noticeable in balance because you you realize how much when you get that toe in, even with the bunion, the bunion is pushing out the opposite direction, but it doesn't, it's not like it increases the surface area so that your balance is not Better, it you don't get to use the wonderful little responsiveness that your toe, your big toe will give you for balance. So, bunionectomies um, are often very successful because people get to the point if they've gotten to the point of a, like a really bad bunion, it is, it is almost like it's fused. I mean, it really is not. It's very low functioning uh, because the the joint is is out of alignment. Um, it's painful. And it's just, and then all the stuff that comes around, like there's, you know, basically kind of scar-like tissue uh, that develops underneath the metatarsal. And then on the side, you get that extra bone um, formation. So I would say for, what I've, you know, for people that have bunionectomies and you're teaching them, you just really try and get them to feel getting more weight on that first med head as much as they can, because they've, they're, they've just adapted to trying to not get weight on it or it pushes them over toward their pinky. And that's just going to come up into the knee and the hip and then work on the other elements as well. Ankle range of motion, hip range of motion, core strength, and, and just balance that. Now, if it's fused, it's a problem because you are not going to get into so many of our poses that we love where we're getting that toe um, underneath us kind of readying our posterior chain, our hamstring, our glute. Um, But I've, I think there's been maybe one person over the years who essentially it wasn't quite a fusion. It was more that it was a, a partial amputation, but it was kind of like a fusion because it had gotten so, like, had lost that dexterity of the distal IP. So. She managed, she managed, there was a lot of like hands-on stuff that I gave her to give her some extra support because again, you take away a little bit of that big toe and it manifests up the chain in such a huge way. So I think what you want to do is continue to get these people to uh, mobilize the, uh, the surrounding joints even more to not be afraid to be barefoot and try and strengthen their intrinsic feet muscles. So intrinsic means those are the muscles that are in the foot that don't bypass and go into the, you know, pass the ankle into the calf. These are like right in the foot and there's, you know, we have more joints in the feet than anywhere else. So we have to keep it mobile. So it's, it's dealing with what you can and there's going to be some natural imbalances that occur, but you don't want to just like kind of put your blinders on and not look at what's going down, going down.
1: Yeah, no, and I definitely think you kind of mentioned this that people are, you know, used to not putting weight through that cuz for so many years it was painful. And so a lot of what you can and this would be speaking to someone maybe who's dealing with this out there, you know, retraining um just the gait pattern. You know, a lot of people with bunions will spin off that big toe because they they have not or do not want to extend the the the, the toes cuz it hurts, quite frankly, or they Like you said, they're almost fused because it gets so bad. But now that we've gotten it straight again, we need to restore that motion. So just coming into a, like a shortened stagger and rocking back and forth, you know, with that affected leg behind you. So you're, you know, you're working that push off, you know, working that roll of the foot. I love that you mentioned the balance, you know, so standing just on one leg and letting those toes respond and then try standing on a pillow or even a, a foam block, you know, so the toes have to work those intrinsic muscles. Um, and then, you know, mobilizing it yourself, kind of like you do with with your big toe and it's acting up. So if you've had a bunionectomy and, and your toe range of motion was never addressed and it's really stiff, the good news is our body is pretty amazing at adapting. It will take time. It's not going to feel good but getting in there and mobilizing it. Like you said, put in the work, do the soft tissue. And then if you're fused, I agree with you, Laura. I have had people have that where, you know what? They're going to wear shoes during their yoga practice because what they can do with a tennis shoe is that's going to give them some support that then they can weight bear through the ball of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, they're not going to be, um, it's not going to be the same as if they had the foot down, but it's a little something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they can do. And then I've also, you know, worked with people, you know, more on their hip mobility to your point. So warrior one is a is a great option instead of a high crescent lunge where you come into warrior one for things. And maybe you have to shorten your stance because your hip flexion is not great because your toe is fused, but you can do a lot of, um, you know, little modifications, but you know, you'd be surprised plank is affected. A lot of things that we do all the time in yoga, with a fused toe, believe it or not, wearing a sneaker, you know, and I mean like not a tennis shoe, but like something that's a, you know, got some sort of structure to it can let you continue to do the things that you love um, for the benefit of everywhere else in your body while you mobilize the ankle, mobilize the hip, strengthen all around. And then if you've got that bunny next to me, just work on retraining your brain to work through those ranges that you haven't probably done in years
0: and toe spacers are like a must for anybody that has a bunion you you just because it's going to help you start off structurally repositioning it but i think the message here is that big toe matters a lot you know you can you could do a lot without your fingers but without that big toe it's going to be tough. It's really tough on overall um, movement because we are bipedal. We spend so much time on our feet, and yeah. so much of that is directed through that big toe. So, keep well, that's it, why we call it, it the mobile. great toe.
1: We don't even call it the big toe. In in medicine, mm-hmm. it's called great toe. That's how yep. great it is. <laughs> it's
0: that. It's really great. It's really yeah. great. All right, everybody. Well, we always love answering your questions and diving deep. If you have any experience with, with something that you can personally you know attest to, feel free to always write us and share that and we'll share it on here. Or you can write us on Instagram, direct message us. I'm Laura Hyman. KB is KB Williams 99. And write us um, a question or a comment there. You can always leave a comment, rate and review, subscribe to this podcast. We really appreciate that. Um, or you can write us
1: write us our email at support at We get a lot of um, questions that way. So mm-hmm. for people who aren't Instagrammers, that that's the best way to reach us. And we will, we will get to your questions because we will save them. I got them saved. I've star them. I flag them in my email and I screenshot them in my phone and Laura's got a folder. So it might take us some time, but uh, we will get to them or we'll get to one that's it's very similar to yours if we seek some duplicates but keep keep writing us questions we we love answering them
0: we do and we really uh just appreciate and are grateful for all of you for listening and we're pulling for you